Fireside Friends. This is episode 49. My name is Ryan. I'm joined by my co-host, Alan. Hello! Alan, internet cut out as the author <laughs> said hello, so which is amazing. Um, that's not going to come up in the recording at all. Uh, and Katie's here as well. Hello, howdy! Is Alan just gone now? Yeah. No, I'm here. Hello. Okay, <laughs> okay Alan's here. I've Alan's been here. internet is just being bad. Alan became <laughs> an internet ghost. <gasps> Alan... Uh, <laughs> Alan ascended. That is a preview to our shared experience this month, which is Pulse, um, that we'll talk about later on. But for now, we're gonna just gonna talk about stuff that we've been up to. Um, and I will tag Alan. Alan, <laughs> I've been tagged. Have you been tagged? Talk about. Uh, what are we gonna talk about this month? I wanted to talk about a Netflix series that I just finished watching recently. Uh, it's called Russian Doll. Uh, I feel like I'm a little late to the party because this show came dropped on Netflix back in like mm, February. Um, <laughs> so I'm like a, I'm like a Hold little on late. One second, let me let her out of the room. I'm sorry. Okay. Cat oh, chat. It's fine. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been ru- watching Russian Doll. That's so good. Are we? Are we just all? We're, we're keeping all of this. I don't know. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh, good. Shout out, shout out to cats. <laughs> um, yeah, Russian Doll. It's a Netflix series. It came and dropped in February. I just got to it recently. People kept saying it was good, and I was like, I'm whatever, sure. And then I like, lied, got unemployed, and now I have all the time in the world to watch Netflix shows. Um, and I was planning to just watch like an episode or two of this, and then I accidentally watched the entire season in a day. Oh, I know uh, how that is. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, that's a mood. Yeah. It's <laughs> eight episodes. Like they're all sometimes. thirty minutes. It's super due. So it's like four hours, really. Like it's not that bad. But um, basically, the sort of like nice little pitch I've been giving people is like, it's sort of like if Groundhog Day was about characters that you actually liked and was like about a woman also. Okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, at least at the beginning, that's that's what it's about. Uh, it kind of has a lot of b- twists and turns that I'm not going to get into, uh, especially in the back half. But on a basic level, this woman, Nadia, played by Natasha Lyonne, um, is waking up on her like 34th birthday in a bathroom and she's like a software engineer and she has this cool it's 36th birthday excuse me she's got she's having a great birthday party and then this is just like the literal setup of the episode the like show um is that she dies oh, okay. uh, and yeah uh the how and why is 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 complicated but basically every time she does that um she starts over again and is at the birthday party, but it's like kind of weird. Unlike Groundhog Day, she's not just having the same exact loop. Like things are changing, and you know, all of her friends are kind of in the loop, but not really. And it's her figuring out what's going on and, and all of that. Um, the main reason I, I like fell in love with it is not only is you know all the talent behind it really good, but just everybody's so likable. Like it's so easy because she's you know her birth. She's from like New York, so. It's just like a bunch of Brooklyn hipsters and you could really easily make a show where everyone's just annoying and cartoonish, but like all of her friends are really lovable and like understand when she's going through shit. Like they don't, it's not the classic, like I'm going through a time loop and nobody believes me. It's like, Oh, you're going through a time loop. Like, all right. I mean, that seems weird, but like, let's figure it out together. <laughs> everyone's just really nice. And then by the time the sort of like wider ideas of the plot come about, it's really thought provoking and like wholesome and good. Um, I really okay. recommend people kind of go into it a little bit blind knowing that like after like if you're kind of getting tired of the premise and you're like all right so she just kind of like dies and stuff and that's the whole idea like it it, it goes places okay, okay wait so what I'm hearing is it's that one episode of Star Trek Discovery but it's a show <laughs> yeah and better okay Correct. uh good because she's trying to perfect the loop and figure out, like, why is this happening? What's going on? And she has, like, like I said, all, like, these friends. And then, like, her mom is a whole, is an important character. And her therapist is important. And I don't know. It's, and it's, like, it's just really, I really can't say a lot about what happens. But um, it's very funny, too. I will say for people as, like, a sort of content warning for the show, obviously, if you have any sort of death anxiety or um, you're sensitive to seeing people be killed, even though it's, like, kind of cartoonish, this might not be the show for you because that happens multiple times every single episode. But if you are, it's also one of the funniest shows. It's like so darkly comedic that I was like falling out of my chair a lot. It's so incredibly funny and well done. Okay. Thank you for elaborating because I have heard 
nothing but good things about this show, but I also knew, like, literally nothing about it. And I watched the trailer, but I didn't get anything from it. So this helps. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just like, it's a comedy, it's a dark comedy with Natasha Leone and Amy Poehler worked on it, then it's like, that's enough of a pitch for some people. But, like, knowing at least what the framework is is what attracted me to it. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it's a person figuring out how to get out of a time loop, basically. Uh, Ryan, how far did you get in it? I think you said you were watching some of it. Nope. Oh, you were not. I'm sorry. No. Um, you sh- yeah, I think it's it's around episode four. If people are curious, like, when does it get out of this loop? Um, that's when you'll you'll be like, oh, there's the show that people are recommending to me. And then okay. you just cry a lot for the rest of it. Like, okay. seriously, a lot of crying. I took a personality cool. quiz for which character am I from this show, even though I've never watched it before. <laughs> and I got yeah. the main character. So I don't oh. know what that means, but... <laughs> She's great. Natasha Leon people will recognize from all sorts of things. Seminal queer film, but I'm a cheer. What is it? But I'm a cheerleader. What's the name of it? Yeah, but I'm a cheerleader. That's the. Um, Orange is a new black, which her and both uh, both her and uh, Dasha Polanco are in Russian Doll, and they're both really good characters in Orange is the New Black. Um, remember that show? Remember 2014 or whatever? Yeah. Oh boy. God. Uh, and it's got a, yeah, it's just got a great cast, very like diverse cast, and and really good acting because uh, I think it's one of those things too where I like if people were unlikable or if their acting wasn't great then you I would be bored of it very quickly but it really hooks you and like keeps its hooks in you mm-hmm. uh I would love if either of you watched it to come back and just let me know because it's like uh, <laughs> well I've been considering so it so yeah and again eight, like it's such an easy sell too right like eight episodes 30 minutes like you can be in and out so quickly if you want to if if it yeah. seems interesting to you, and they already got they got announced for second season, so you can be caught up. Um, I watched a whole bunch of Netflix stuff, but that was the one that I was like, I want to recommend this to people because I'm watching a lot of like bad comedy stuff, and I um, don't always want to. I can't always recommend comedy to people because it's so subjective, right? Like, yeah. Do you, have y'all you heard of that show? Um, uh, I think you should leave. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, well, yeah. personally, I think it's hilarious, but you know, whatever. What is what is so, this? I I do too. It's strange. Yeah. I'll say that. Like, it's a it's a sketch comedy show. It's basically just a bunch of like five minute sketches in fifteen minute episodes. This guy uh, Tim Robinson, who I think was on SNL for a while, is like the main guy and like yeah. showrunner. And they the only like connecting thread is that they're all like deeply deeply awkward. Yes. Um, like just you go in and then someone does something terrible and people realistically react to it. And like, if you like that kind of comedy again, it'll knock you on your ass. It's amazing. But I can't recommend that to people. If they, if you like are physically uncomfortable when people are awkward. Yeah. It's like really, really hard secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> Just single sketch. There's like 800 sketches. So it's not even, but there's a, he's playing a guy who's at a restaurant with a bunch of his friends. And one of them brings like a, guy who's a famous rock star and he's like oh my god i love him so much and then he starts choking on his food but he won't like admit that he's choking on his food because he doesn't want to embarrass himself in front of his favorite rock star so he's just his friend is like you're gonna die like why can you stop he's like i'm I'm fine and it's it goes from there and it's ridiculous and it's really absurd but that's even a harder recommend because i'm just like yo you need to be into this to like it yeah my my favorite sketch was the one where there, it was like the gift thing and he was like are you sure you like it like you sure you don't want the receipt that one gets so gross though. i know <laughs> it's actually disgusting but it, 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 that's another one where i was like tightening tensing up during it yeah cringing physically mm-hmm. um yeah those are th- th- I, I i'm actually really a fan of these netflix shows that are like super short seasons super short episodes because i have literally no attention span whatsoever right now um and so all these things are just like oh i'll throw it on i'll laugh at it a couple times and i'll be done with the whole season and i'll feel great about that but amongst those two definitely people should check out russian doll uh i think you should leave is like good if you're into it watch an episode or two of it if you get it you like it but if not yeah i'm basic now folks now i watch netflix series aren't i i'm <laughs> I'm Netflix original. Yeah, I'm not like other girls. I watch Netflix. Oh no, I watch Netflix. I eat pizza. Uh, <laughs> I don't even. Sometimes I just eat a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> am I gonna, like? Because I know people like keep saying that Riverdale is good, but it's like those episodes are long. 
Well, I can also, do... like, number one, I hate Cole Sprouse. Number two, Ooh. like, to me, it's just, like, t- tween Twin Peaks, so I have zero interest. Mm. Uh, I'm, but it's not. It's but it's not it's super not. It gets away. It's from, like, it, it gets out of that really fast too. I, well, the first like it, two episodes I watched, I was like, oh yeah, this is not what I expected. It's uh, I enjoyed what I've seen. I've only seen one episode. I've I've watched the pilot. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I can see why people are into it because it's the most ridiculous bullshit. But it definitely, definitely I watched one episode and I was like, I'll watch more of this, and then never got around to it. Okay. So I had. Yeah, there's like specific reservations I had with that show that was like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll get into this. For sure. Um, definitely not into like the the teen sex aspect of things. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that whole deal with having an affair with a teacher. Maybe not. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe not, not what I want to get thing. into. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of things that uh, will have a sequel in the near future... I played nice. Final Fantasy Seven. Okay. Slam dunk, Ryan. Slam dunk that segue into the <laughs> trash. Remember, last month Ryan got into Final Fantasy Ten, and now Ryan's getting into Final Fantasy Seven. So is... next is, based on the order, you're going to get into Final Fantasy Four. You're going to hang out with Kane. And... All right, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. I need to talk about Final Fantasy Seven. Okay, go for it. So I said last episode that I'll get into Seven with cheats, and I did exactly that. Turn all the cheats on, played through Final Fantasy Seven as like a story mode deal. Mm-hmm. Got through, uh, got through it in about a month or so. Um, I really enjoyed my time with it. It's very evocative, and the music is incredible, and the story is really good, and not like. Oh man, there's just so much. So this game is getting a remake. Uh, it's coming out next year, or at least part of it is coming out next year. It's like a weird episodic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's been a lot of hashtag discourse around Final Fantasy VII <laughs> of what that game was um, and what people are looking for in the remake. Um, and it's just very weird because a lot of a majority, they've said this, a majority of Final Fantasy VII remake will be Midgar, which is like the city area. Um, that is the beginning of that game. That is just the first area of that game. And after Midgar, there's just a whole other world to other world. There's a yeah. whole world to explore. <laughs> outside of that and actually my favorite part of final fantasy 7 is not midgar it's like exploring these small towns and rural areas that are just devastated by the you know, big corporation that sort of rules that world shinra who is like basically an oil uh like energy manufacturer basically they go around the world um looking for dig sites so they can extract mako to power the big city um, and give everybody the convenience of modern technology um, and just going around that world town by town and talking to the townspeople and them talking about how much, uh, you know, either energy consumption has either changed their lives or ruined their lives, both for the worst. Um, it's probably my favorite stuff in that game, which is because it's it is something that is like obviously still a thing that is still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, but. A lot of it, too, just because of the small town nature of it, I feel like, you know, if it came out today as like a small indie game, people would be praising the shit out of it because it's like, oh, look how look at how woke this this game is. <laughs> it's giving us a perspective of like lower class people who whose lives have been ruined by capitalism. It's very much that. Um, and I didn't expect that going in and in like in the detail that I did. Like there is a there's a section of the game. Uh, one of your party uh, characters is Barrett, who has a lot of issues in terms of race, but um, he was literally from a coal mining town, and they sold the coal mining town to Shinra, um, and it literally got burned down like a few days later, and there was the whole deal with him and his friend who owned the oil town, or was like partly the owner of it, who... Mm-hmm was convinced to sell it to Shenra and now there's a like huge resentment between the two and that arc is really good and fascinating um so like stuff like that is like man Final Fantasy 7 like was really going for it in ways that I don't trust uh the remake, remake to do gotcha. yeah. um like thematically like for one I, I guess I guess for me like they keep saying in like interviews and stuff that they're going for like they want to be faithful to the original story while also doing new stuff with it um and 
they've confirmed that some things are going to be in it. They're at the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, um, towards the start of it. It's not the first thing you do, but it's one of the first things you do is like you cross dress to get into a mansion, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And it's a very transphobic scene where basically you cloud dresses up as a woman to get in there and then you're basically uh you know tricking these men into being attractive to you to get in and to get access to some you know big wig guy who you're trying to track down information from um and there's an extended sequence where actually you're in a bedroom and guys are running after you and you have to like avoid them for like an extended period of time and then they realize that you're a man and then they are going to kill you okay which sucks that sucks and they've said that sequence is going to be in the game i don't know if like why they're gonna (laughs) at least maybe maybe it's an out-of-date interview maybe they decided to remove it but there are articles citing that this is going to be in the game whatever form it takes maybe they change it up a little bit who knows but that part is going to be in the game if that shit is staying in and if like barrett is uh they double down on the racism in that game if they're keeping that shit in and not like the stuff that resonated with me like you know clouds like ptsd or like again the small town sort of um comments on environmentalism and capitalism and all this stuff if if they're keeping the bigotry in and not like the stuff that makes final fantasy 7 good like that's the that's the stuff I'm, I'm most curious about with this remake um and that was my big takeaway with 7 it was like it actually is about things and has themes and it isn't just about yo look at the big sword cloud's got a big sword <laughs> you know so right that we've known for a while now that like the cultural like understanding of what final fantasy 7 is is really like off from what the game actually is but kind of yeah com- and that is that is also that's both due to the fans reaction to that game and by like everything else square has done since like i've been right, yeah. right. stuff like that i mean even cloud in smash brothers is just like this like he's wearing his uh i think he's wearing his advent children outfit and he uh, just you can choose you can choose both right um, but in like the trailers and stuff, he was in the dark outfit and you're just like, oh, and or like Cloud in Kingdom Hearts, for example. You're just like, oh, emo boy. Got it. That's what Cloud is. That's all I knew. That's like all I knew. All I knew about Final Fantasy VII was Cloud and Seth Roth were fighting. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't and I guess, even know and that. I guess, and, I guess, and, I guess, and I guess Tifa is looking for Cloud. Yeah. And the, meanwhile, there's like this the whole wild, all these wild plot lines that are like so interesting and critical it doesn't even you don't even know what that game like you wouldn't even know that the game had themes if (laughs) you were to pay attention to the cultural stuff around it and not actually play the actual game the character dies is literally all i knew about it for yeah i know that too oh my (laughs) god it's so funny so i play this on the switch um, yeah the switch port which is pretty good oh yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um and and literally you get to the part where Aerith dies and it refu- and it blocks screenshots and video no <laughs> for a Spoiler plot alert. F- for for something that everybody fucking knows <laughs> literally so, like the most well-known thing in a video game it's ridiculous word well, i I'm... am so curious what that remake is going to look like honestly well i know i for one will not get the remake because they made Tifa's boobies small. Honestly, I'm so mad about no. <laughs> Tifa has like, the most PS1 boob physics I in know, the world. They like, just... it's ridiculous. It's like, you can actually how can you look at that and think, uh, whatever. Anyway. Peep, men who grew up in the PS1 era little men right. who grew up in the PS1 era thought Laura Croft was attractive. Yeah. Right. So I think the standards are a bit low. <laughs> I love them polygons. Don't take away my my three polygon wife, titty wife. Yeah. Ironically, ironically, I'm not really interested in playing the remake, but Tifa does look dope as shit. In that she game. really she does. does. I love it. Because she just punches everything. It's so good. Fuck yeah. Yeah. The combat looks interesting. Like, completely separate from what it is. It's like, oh, they did a different... They're not just doing a turn-based game. That's great. It's it's Kingdom Hearts. They just make Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> kind of Kingdom did. Hearts. That's the, this is the fucked up thing is that they finally made Kingdom Hearts three, and everyone's like, "Sure, great." And then they made Final Fantasy seven remake, and it looped back around, and it's just Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it's just Kingdom Hearts. Like we can, you can slow it down if you want, but what if you set the commands to a button press? It's like, no, that's what Kingdom Hearts that's, does. You're hmm. making Kingdom Hearts. You did it. <laughs> this is Kingdom Hearts. I'm ready you for did it. it. I'm ready for the. Di- I'm ready for the discussions. I'm ready for 
it to miss the mark in a lot of ways, but maybe it'll hit the mark in some ways too. Maybe they'll modernize it's, it. Have you did you have you heard Barrett's voice? Yeah, it's so fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, also, Barrett has never looked the same in any Final Fantasy VII property ever. Like they no. can't decide what he looks like. Close your eyes and imagine Barrett, and none of you are imagining the same person. <laughs> yeah, because you know it's whoever is racist at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. <laughs> decides to decides to make Barrett who he is. Which flavor of racism did you choose this for this game? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good though that the like the Switch version has the cheats. Switch version is solid. It mm-hmm. has the cheats in it. I'd only crashed for me once at the ball, last boss battle. Ooh. Um, I don't know why. Oh no. Um, but that's fine. I beat it. Got through it. I didn't. I didn't actually beat it. I stopped at the last boss battle and I watched the rest on YouTube. Well, that's fine. Um, because I did the dumb thing and. Um, turned off random encounters and didn't level up, so I got the last boss battle, and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. bye." Lessons learned mm-hmm. for the future. So yeah, so now I'm playing through nine. Ah, um, well, I started nine, um, and I'll get back to it. Word. But I'm gonna play that, and then eight remaster is gonna <gasps> come out later this year. And I'll so. die. I need Ryan to play eight so badly. I'm super looking forward to it, and that they already confirmed that it's going to have cheats yes, as well. So, I'm well, that's you know that that's really nice that they at least are like having cheats and stuff like that, so that yeah, any didn't, people can experience they, it regardless. They didn't they didn't do it with ten, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's because those games were all designed to like be a thirteen year old's like whole summer vacation. So it's like, oh, we'll put, yeah. we'll put plenty of grinding in. We'll put arcane systems in because you'll have fun figuring it out. Like that's eight, right? It has the most wild yeah. systems ever. But like, it, we're playing in twenty nineteen. Like, just yeah, let me, bro. I work full time, bro. Yeah, come, come bro. On. Please, please <laughs> let on. me have the spells. Thank you. Yeah. Please let me just hit A and have the battle <laughs> be over. Thank and be, you. Yeah, exactly. I'll take that. Thank you. God, even nine. I'm, I make, I'm making it so I can hit a button press and the match is over. Mm. But the loading in between battles is so ridiculous. Yeah, that was one of like the things. Go, like it goes to, it does a random encounter. You, you literally stare at a blank screen for like ten seconds, <laughs> and then the battle loads in, and it's like a dramatic like pan around the, uh, the stage before you actually get into the battle. It's so dumb. <laughs> Word. Fantastic. The music is good though. In nine, Music's yeah, good. that's one of the things people like about nine. Music's always good in these games. True, very true. I'm excited. I, I, I'm getting to experience these vicariously through you as I continue to sink deeper into fourteen. Ryan's actually doing the Lord's work and playing the good Final Fantasy. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get some context for what Final Fantasy is before I actually jump into fourteen. Oh boy. I feel like that'll so. that'll help for sure because it is, is kind of which like... is hilarious because nine is like the the game that I thought Final Fantasy would always be in my mind. Right, like the fantasy like, stuff fantasy stuff and there's vv mm-hmm. and you know just magic stuff but nine is also like very slapstick and funny yeah that's um, another thing very, that not a lot of people talk very about very not like self-serious i believe there's a whole scooby-doo sequence where people are like running back and forth finding each other with different doors at one point <laughs> like <laughs> i believe it they do shit I like that it. so yeah nine's fun yeah, no, there's like in the in the beginning of the game, like towards the beginning, like the airship crashes mm-hmm. and there's like a marching band on the ship and then you like talk to the symbolist and he was like, Well my sim well, at least my symbol didn't break. It's <laughs> so like it. okay. Yeah. I cause yeah, nine was definitely everyone knows, like nine was the we wanna make it look like feel like the old ones in three D mm-hmm. and then also like it's the last one on PS one, so we're kinda trying out some weird shit. So it sounds interesting but i've also heard it's like it's the slowest <laughs> so yeah it's good that you're playing it with cheats yeah all right katie me okay <laughs> i'm bringing it back to the katie classic of both an anime and a mobile gacha game so <laughs> um one thing that i was really excited about and this has only happened in the past five days so it hasn't even been a week but I'm super stoked. Uh, Magia Record, which is the Madoka Magica mobile game, has been released with an English version in North America. So that's what I have been devoting literally all of my time to in the past few days now. Mm. Um, it's, it's really good, I'll say that, because um, it has like a lot of animation 
and stuff because one of the studios working on the game is Shaft, and Shaft is who did the anime. So there are, like, their style of animation that, in my opinion, made Madoka what it is exists. Mm -hmm. Um, And it even exists for, like, the minor characters and the magical girls who are just introduced, like, for this game. Um, Even ones who are, like, not part of the main plot. They have their own, like, intro animations and stuff, and their uh, backstories are voiced and things like that where it feels like there's a lot of effort put in. Um, <clears throat> but it does have a main plot that is different from the Madoka anime. Okay. Which it, uh, the new protagonist is a girl named Iroha Tamaki, and she has this younger sister named Ui that she has completely forgotten about and like basically doesn't exist anymore. Like Her side of the room is empty, her parents don't remember her, nobody remembers her. Hmm. Um, so she goes to this city to search for her sister, like, clues about her so she can find her. Um, and in this city, for whatever reason, like, all the familiars and witches that magical girls fight are, like, so much stronger. Um, so it's kind of like they discover these new types of enemies, um, and, like, She's trying to figure out why she doesn't remember her sister, like, all this stuff. It's it's actually pretty interesting. They only have three episodes out right now, or, well, three chapters. So I've mm-hmm. done as much as is released. Um, it's got a gameplay that's really similar to Fate, Grand Order. Oh, FGO? Yeah. So hmm. it's like you have three different types of attacks, and you queue up three of them. And, like, it's just kind of the same concept. You have, like, additional cards uh, called memorias that you, like, attach to your character that gives them either an extra ability or, like, a passive and boost to their stats and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's very similar to Fate. It does have an auto-battle button, though, which Fate does not have. Fate still doesn't have an... What the... Uh, I mean, I haven't played it in a long time, but that was, like, one of the big turnoffs because of the grinding. I, um... There are, like, people... I have, like, friend groups who are still just now understanding gotcha games, and someone just posted it with that that video that goes around a lot of the guy who put 70 grand into FGO and plays <laughs> it, like, exclusively. Yeah. And they were like, isn't this fucked up? And I'm like, no, like... <sighs> the way we judge people for how they spend their money is fucked up, first of all. And second yeah. of all, like... If it's the game you like, then like, and it's also seventy k over like a couple of years, like whatever. Yeah. It's and you have a job, and you you ha- you can do whatever you want with your own money. Yeah, if you can support your habit, then fine. But yeah, I I would also like, it's not the guy's problem in my opinion. It's like the nature of gotcha games that's the problem. Right, because, they're designed to yeah. to yeah absorb that money from you. Like. One thing, so speaking of that, one thing that I really like. As, al- as always, the problem is countless. Huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thinking emoji. <laughs> but Magia Record does have like a quote, pity system is what people refer to it as. Yep. So every 100 draws, you are guaranteed to get like a magical girl of the highest rarity. Mm. So like, at least there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be who you want. But, and you might get a dupe. I'm assuming you can get dupes. Yes, you can. Oh, but um, shucks. it's useful. Dupes are useful. You're basic. You get like these gems instead, and those um, like mm-hmm. you can uh, unlock the specific characters' abilities and stuff with that. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, um, you can get them other ways though too. So it's not like you have to get dupes to have like the best character ever. You can like. There's different kinds of currency in the game, like little collectibles that you can exchange for their gems if you don't get the dupes. So I have a question about this one in particular. Um, so I thought that FGO, like gameplay-wise, was fine, other than the fact that their like rolling system is extremely, I would I would argue, predatory. Yeah. Because um, their rates are too low and they don't ever give you pity. But and it also looked like garbage. I really don't yeah. like the way that FGO lo- it looks like a bad flash game. Right. Um this looks better. Do I have to like know Madoka or is this pretty accessible to someone who's never watched it? Um 
because I do want to watch it, but I don't know if I should do this first and like get interested in the characters or. It. It would okay. So. I would say that you probably have to have some background knowledge to at least understand what's going on. If you don't care about okay. the story, then I mean, you're fine. But if you do care about the story, then like, they they use a lot of, I guess jargon like magical girl jargon that like you wouldn't understand if you hadn't right. watched the series. Um, so, and there's like references to the animation and stuff. Um, so like, like for me. As somebody who has watched all the anime and then also, like, not just Puella Maggi, Madoka Magica, I've read the mangas that are different Puella Maggis, like, all the different side stories and stuff like that. I can, I'm like, oh, this is that character. Oh, this is this person. Here's what's going on over here. So I can recognize that. Um, but it definitely doesn't give you, like, uh, here are what witches are. This is what familiars are. I see. Like, um, and it also kind of relies on the understanding that you know how magical girls work in the first place, as far as like soul gems and what happens to soul gems as oh they like use magic and stuff like that. It doesn't explain any of that. Okay. Yeah. So, so I need a little background if I wanted to get into this one. Sure. Yeah. It looks nice though. I don't know. I. I I'm always looking for a different gotcha game and just seeing like which ones are good and why are, why is one better than another or why does one stick with me better because like some of them like the freaking Dragon Ball Z one I bounced off of in like 30 seconds I was like I yeah. immediately know I never want to spend time with this and then I've been playing Dragalia Lost for almost a year and I'm like still at least bored, like interested in it yeah um, See, I really like Dragalia Lost but I wish that the combat was a little different because I like feel yeah. myself getting arthritis whenever I play I think we've, we've talked about this on pod before most likely yeah. but yeah it could use some reworking and then Grand Blue is like you're not going to get arthritis you're not going to hurt your hands but it's like so much it's a lot of there's math for me there's a lot to do there's just so much there's so much it's the closest yeah. to like getting into an MMO, but it's like an MMO with yeah, strategy elements exactly. and you're like, Ugh, I'm exhausted. Like, that's what like I, we referred. I don't know if I probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but probably uh, like Eli and I refer to Grand Blue as a pocket MMO because you have yeah. to like actually dedicate time and like go and find specific weapons for like builds and stuff Ugh. like you would in an MMO. So, yeah. But uh, my year record sounds interesting and looks really nice. So it's it's kind of fun too when you get into one early and you're like, oh, like yeah. you were just saying, like I'm done with the story, like yeah. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. caught up because like Grand Blue is like a well, 150 plus chapters in right now and it's like yep. you're never gonna get caught up. I'm, I'm uh, caught up. <laughs> oh well, you're a badass and you've also been playing it for a while. There's that, yeah. I, I got stuck in it and I was like, I'm tired and bored, but. You know, with a new one, you're like, I get to be kind of like on the leaderboards and like I can yeah, kind of build exactly. a team early on <laughs> while the meta is still forming. Like it's, yeah, it's great. The most common post on any gotcha subreddit is like, is this one still worth getting into? <laughs> it's like, That's God, funny. It's, it's all answers always. Yes. But as anyways. long as you enjoy it. Mm hmm. Exactly. Anyone, anyone getting into Wizards Unite? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. It sounds interesting mechanically. No, it doesn't. What? <laughs> you just collect lore. You don't like collecting lore. I don't like badly read lore. That's the other thing, right? Is I'm like not that interested in. I mean, I would have been when I was ten years old, yeah. and the Deathly Hollows just came out because that's when I was like super obsessed with Harry Potter. But I'm not anymore. I'm kind yeah. of an adult, and I don't know. I just feel like the series and the like community of Harry Potter hasn't aged with the times. <laughs> or or it has and that's the problem. And that's the yeah, you know what? That that makes sense. Yeah. Um hundred percent. And I'm one of those people who with the announcement of Wizards Unite, I was like, I should get into Pokemon Go again. So now I'm playing Pokemon Go <laughs> semi regularly. <laughs> Yeah. Same. <laughs> I'm actually playing Pokemon Go again. <laughs> it's in a great spot. All the problems I had are gone. It's like just a good game now. Yeah, they it's still like, like made it super accessible for any player to still be able to like fight gyms and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you can't keep a gym forever. 
So yep. that's great. And then they'll never fix the problem that I have, which is like if you're in a kind of like semi barren area, you're just there's nothing for you to do. Like yeah. there's no stops. There's no. I have like one gym down the street from my house, and I have to go to a park nearby to do anything interesting. Uh, or go into the city, but otherwise, like my regular walk route is like mm, you're gonna hatch eggs and do nothing else. Too bad. Um, but yeah, I like. <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch Wizards Unite. No, thank you. No. <laughs> Sorry, me neither. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're gonna go. We're gonna Pokemon Go to our break. <laughs> to the pole. We'll be right back. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, so uh, big content warning for the next segment. Um, Pulse is a pretty heavy film about uh, mental illness um, and suicide specifically. Um, and we get pretty into it, um, into the weeds on that subject upcoming up here. So if that's not for you, definitely can't blame you. Um, come back next month. We're going to actually talk about Spider-Verse, um, which will be a easier movie to watch um, and a fun discussion for all involved so yeah so fair warning going ahead into this segment here it gets pretty rough going to talk about Pulse, the 2001 film directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. It is a horror film about two groups of teens. Um, one of them run a plant shop um, and they have a co-worker who is working on a computer disc. They really don't get into detail what that actually is, um, but they find him. He is very isolated. Um, when they find him, he is very isolated. Um, and when when uh, his friend checks on checks on him, um, they have a conversation, and then he very suddenly commits suicide, um, and then it kind of goes off from there. The other group of teens, um, they, I should start from the one of the one of the teens uh, <laughs> gets a computer, signs up for the internet, and then sees some creepy shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and then and then she and then he uh he goes to a school uh, meets meets with a couple of people um and they start investigating what that's all about and then uh, kind of goes off from there this is a very hard film to describe because it is um it kind of just spirals out like it starts from basically somebody sees some freaky shit they get isolated and they commit suicide and it's just kind of that for like two hours yeah um so at a certain point it's kind of redundant all the main characters kind of succumb to whatever is happening which they don't get into super detail as to exactly what is happening um but it's more about everybody disappearing around these people um and trying to find a way forward from that um which, yeah, this is my second time watching this movie. Um, I was wondering what y'all thought of it um, as newcomers to this one. Um, Alan, what did you think of Pulse? Uh, I There's a whole lot that I loved about Pulse. I think um, it ca- has a mood that really accurately portrays uh, isolation, loneliness, and depression. Um, it's hard to watch this movie and not just like feel eerie and uncomfortable and sad uh, throughout um, like mm-hmm. you said, when you were describing the plot, though, I feel like it took me a while to even grasp that they were two separate plots happening that Same. then like <laughs> converge. Yep. Because they don't say a lot of characters' names until like they are formally introduced to someone else. So at first, I was right. like, "All right, is this following that?" And then by the time they converged, I, I like, I finally understood what was going on. And then like the back end of the movie is like so different. I feel like, um, sort of mood wise than the rest of it is. Um. To the point where I almost feel like you, the, this movie could be like 30 minutes shorter and be like one of the tightest horror films of all time. 
Because, like, those, that first, like, act is just so full of, like, dread and fear and, like, tension that I haven't seen in a lot of other movies. Like, it's easy to just use the, like, Lynchian title for this because there is a lot of stuff that feels like that sort of early Twin Peaksy or, like, uh, Mulholland Drive kind of dread. But, you know, it goes in different directions and deals with, like, spirituality and um, sort of, like, modern issues in a way that I didn't expect hmm. yeah what about you katie um i liked it but like i don't know i can understand like alan's confusion with like who the characters were because yeah. i didn't think that it was separate either i like thought that the plant place was part of the school like part of the uh, university. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like just on the roof of the university and these were just like plant people who were taking care of the plants. <sighs> <laughs> Tommy, stop. Okay. So anyway, I thought that they were like in the botany department, I guess. Yeah, of um, a school, right, right, right. Yeah. So then like when they did converge together, like you said, Alan, it was it was like it was completely different. But I guess like to me, that kind of shows like instead of these being like isolated incidents, like dealing with the idea of isolation, um, the whole world is actually going through the same thing with mm-hmm. like the internet ghost people. Um so I thought that was interesting um as well as like the idea that even if it's only just like you and some random person you just keep going till you can't anymore go as far as you can I thought that was like uh look at that a little bit uplifting even though like the rest of this is kind of like scary and depressing as far as like being alone and even you know when you die You'll still be alone. Even, like, yeah. connections on the internet. Like, how real are those? Like. That was the one part of the movie that I was like, mm, Yeah. This is very early 2000s. Yeah. Like, yeah. people are getting online, but what does that really mean? Yeah. It's like, mm, uh, this podcast exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I think yeah. the the internet friendship stuff and like connecting to people through the internet, all that stuff feels very dated because, like you say, we it's changed. Like it fundamentally doesn't that that read doesn't make sense anymore. But all the spirituality stuff and like feeling that when you die, like there is another world, but like you're gonna be left behind and other people are gonna live on other without world. you. Yeah, other world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of that stuff is like really resonant and beautiful and like this is all it it it's both a sad and hopeful film at the same time like obviously the yeah. ending is like is like is sad but it's like to be <laughs> it's a fucking bummer but it's like to be expected like you're just waiting yeah. for that to happen and then it does and you're like yep that was going to happen i'm not shocked but sure this is when it's gonna happen okay um, so what um we're skip i'm skipping all the way to the end because i need to get this out of my brain okay. he fills the thing up with gas and then drops the cap and then decides he wants to get up go after the cap yeah i mean okay what? to be quite honest i didn't really understand that either i was like you don't need the cap just go to the car and fill it up just go to the damn car what the hell and this Titus ass motherfucker. He is the Titus of this movie. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he does kind of have like Titus hair too. Yeah, yeah. he does. Actually, has Titus hair. He has shorts. He has this like chain on his shorts as well. Yeah, he's Titus. I actually like was surprised at how much I really liked Kawashima's character because I was mm-hmm. like, look at this dweeb. He's got yeah. this, like messy apartment, uh, like bleached hair. And wears, like, shorts with a chain and these, like, really silly t-shirts that's, like, Bahamas, like, a million oh, times. Yeah. One of them just says Bahamas a bunch, right? Um, he also uses I, a copy yeah. of Quake 2 as a mouse pad, which I just yeah. think is fantastic. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I wish they did something more with his character at the end because it just, his, his uh, like, disappearance yeah, feels unearned. Yeah, he just, like, he just fades he away. Drops, he drops the canister, goes after it, and then uh, is in the room with the ghost. Yeah. Right. And then, 
and then it disappears after that. And it's like, well, that's, that's all you did with? I felt the same way about um, his friend as well. I forgot her name. Harry. The, like, classmate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was such a cool character. Yeah. She was, like, very heavy. And, like, at, at, you know, um, on one hand, it is, a, it is a good commentary on, like, people who, you know, even are outgoing and stuff like that. You know, how they deal with depression um, and all that stuff. I Like, I get that. But also, like, I wanted to see those characters have an art that made sense and not just, like, we erased them from the story because these are the themes of the movie. <laughs> I get what you, you mean. Know. Like, I was hoping they would run away together. Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff at the end where it's like this post-apocalyptic film and they're just driving through like abandoned Tokyo is like interesting. But that's where I was like, this feels like a different movie. Like, where are we going? What's the plan? And then he just gets yeeted out of there at the end. And I'm like, all right, okay, I guess that's the end of of a film. Um, yeah, the idea of loneliness and like she, one of them who loses her mother is just like, I guess I have nothing left to live for because she was like one of my only people. And she has a conversation with the mom earlier, which yeah. I think was really subtle and good about like, you know, why don't you talk to your dad anymore? And she's like, I have friends. Why would I deal with my shitty dad if I have friends? And yeah. then her friends disappear and she's like, oh, whoops, uh, I <laughs> have no one. And I can relate to that kind of feeling of like, you want to feel like your community is stable and is going to help you. But like, as soon as something like that drops out, the floor falls out from under you and you're just alone and you're a young person alone in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, yeah, it's really sad. I will say so. One thing I'll say, just to nip this in the bud, mm. this is like an unfortunate week to cover this movie because uh, a popular yeah. YouTuber, Ediga, right. committed suicide this past week, and like we didn't plan this. Like no. this wasn't Super didn't like plan this. let's let's talk about mental health in the wake of this thing. Yeah. Like we planned this a month ago, and it just happened that like this happened, and like it's clearly like like obviously terrible that he passed away, and terrible that he like mm-hmm. dealt with mental health struggles. But then the one two punch of like that happening, and then watching this movie, I was like very bummed out oh, by yeah. the end yeah, of it. Yeah. I was just like, damn, this. Uh, like I, I think it's a good movie, but also I didn't get a lot of it out of the second rewatch, and it just kind of makes you sad. A, yeah, left me in a place where I was like, uh, why did I watch that again? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of pivot, I mean, yeah, it's. It's one of those films where just depending on where you are in life, like, I don't know if I want to rewatch this because, like, uh, you know, if I'm in a worse spot than I already am in, then I would just be crying through this entire movie or just feel like feel depressed. Like, I'm already not in the best spot of my life. And then I watched this and I was like, oh, fuck, I couldn't even finish it all in one sitting because of that. Like, I had to distance myself from it and, like, go out and talk to people and then come back because it just it really digs into your head. Um Mm -hmm. And there's, like, good and bad stuff about it, too. I think there's, like, parts where they go a little too far in explaining what the themes are. You know, the like, the ghost that talks to Ryosuke at the end is just, like, uh, <laughs> what is it? Like, death is eter- or death was eternal loneliness. And you're, like, oh, the theme of the movie? Being yeah. alone is, is, like, equivalent <laughs> to being, de- oh, I got Okay, I got it. And he's just repeating it. And you're, like, all right, um... So it's the movie. Okay. Like, I yeah. But every anytime they they did a really cheap special effect, I loved okay, it. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially the because... burning car. Like that one really Ooh, got yeah. me. So so it's the ghost guy yep. that he talks to, and it's also the fucking plane that shows up yeah. and yeah. crashes into the building for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And then she and then she walks into a room and it's fucking like a Final Fantasy IX pre rendered background. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. whenever the like dusty thing happened i like hate my internet brain because like the first thought i had was i don't feel so good good." (laughs) (laughs) i will say like mr krabs was the one that i was thinking not mr stark but you know whatever i don't feel so good mr krabs yeah um, I will say that in like whenever different websites post clips of this movie on YouTube, because I was watching a couple to like re-familiarize myself, that's all the comments. I don't feel <laughs> yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the lo- that's what I'm saying. Like the back end of the movie has all these like weird effect shots that are unnecessary and like there are, there's brilliant effects uh, in this film I too. Mean, the one where she like turns into dust is really good, yeah. even though it's like very bad. It's also like really evocative. Yeah. Like Jun- Junko turning it, going into the wall is like great because they yeah. just cut away from it. You don't see it. Yeah. yeah. But if you go back and watch the scene, you start to see it for like a split second. Like she goes all black, and then the other woman looks away, looks back, and then she's just in the wall, and you're like, ooh. There's the feeling I wanted. And the, the one in good. the beginning where it was the guy who commits suicide yeah. and then like they go back to his apartment and like he thinks like 
he thinks he sees him. Yeah. yeah. And then it cuts back to like his body, like, you know, gone. Yeah. yeah. That was just, that was very creepy. Very good. And also anytime, also anytime they want to show, the, the movie wants to show you creepy shit, like there's no audio. Yeah, like, I we're know. We're just going to just yeah, cut I kept thinking I was, and it's like, I kept thinking the movie on. was like too quiet. I'm like, wait, what am I not hearing anything? No, there's no sound. Like, yeah. um, that the was one super that, unsettling to me. The one that was the most yeah. unsettling to me and the most, like I, I was saying earlier, like kind of Twin Peaksy was when he's behind the couch and the woman is like walking towards him. Oh, and then she yeah. appears yeah. above the couch and it's like, oh God. And it's so quiet. Like you said, it's completely yeah. quiet. I'm like, I want to barf. This is so tense. <laughs> well, like, the one that got me, the one that got me was the one towards the end in the convenience store where she's getting like, she's getting like food and stuff. Yeah. And then there's a guy peeking behind like the very back of the store. And he has like melty then, face. Yeah, and then she looks back, and his face is melting, and the fire alarm starts going Fuck off. Yeah. It's like here. very creepy. Fuck out of here! With that. <laughs> I would also yeah. run as she did. Right, and it, and it was like very subtle enough to like if you blinked, you you could you would have missed it. Yeah. Like if you weren't looking directly at it, you would have missed it. And then once you did, it was like oh shit. Yeah, there's the a couple effects that are so quick that I was like, if I rewatched parts of this movie, I'd probably find like all sorts of sc- like every time there's a TV, there's probably somebody in the background of the TV reflection, like almost certainly. Oh, the, yeah. in the beginning where she's watching the news and it gets like distorted and then it cuts to like half of va- his face cut off by like static and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Using that sort of language of technology and like corrupting technology to, to be scary is a really good effect that they use uh, very well in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that like always makes me nervous is like when the character is covering up something that's behind them. Like, if they're taking up, like, a lot of space in front of the camera and there's, like, an empty room behind them or, like, I know that the computer screen is right behind them. Right. It makes me so nervous for whenever they, like, turn around or when when they move because I'm like, there's going to be something there. There's going to be something behind them. Uh, it's, like, that to me is, like, super anxiety-inducing. And I feel like this movie did a really good job of that, even if there was nothing there, like, ultimately. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's the suspense is like it's real. Yeah. And the movie is shot so well too, like the way it uses its sets and yeah. where it places the camera is really good. Mm-hmm. Like towards the beginning, like you get a very wide shot of the uh uh the the plant place. Yeah. Um like you're looking out like there's like a window in front, you're looking through that window. Um that stuff is all very good and the sound design, everything, it felt very, um, felt very Silent Hill to me. Yeah, um, yeah. Just in terms of that, like, the way the ghosts are used and the, how atmospheric it is, and the use of sound design, um, just the way everything is shot. Yeah, it's very like wide angles and uh, like very. I don't, I guess it, you have a very like clear sense of a space when somebody goes in it, yeah. which is very like evocative. Yeah, I think Ryosuke's apartment's a great example of that. It's like you see yeah. everything, and then when you see everything in the space, when the girl is like figuring out his computer, and you're just watching him clean, him it's clean like up? You, yeah, <laughs> you're wa- you're you're literally just watching somebody clean their room. Like there's nothing yeah. hidden. But yeah. like you said, almost a, like a significant chunk of the movie is filmed from behind windows, which I think yeah. gives it that very like I'm examining people sort of feel. Like there's a di- you're you're kind of like being pulled back a little bit from the rest of it, and since there's not a lot of like like the camera's mostly stationary for those scenes, um, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like you are watching into a screen the way that they are when they see people on the computer on the internet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that might be why it feels so strange whenever the um, now I can't remember her name Haure whenever yeah. she's like saying that she's not alone and she's like walking in that room behind her computer and yeah. she's like touching the face of the, the, the ghost i guess like she's so close it's like you are in her face yeah 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 uh it, it's like the obvious like they're watching people and we're watching them sort of like theme but it works really well um the internet stuff i just I, like this was sold to me as like the evil internet movie and it's like smarter than that it it that and also like the internet stuff feels like disconnected from everything else. Totally, hundred percent. Like I love every like old internet thing that we get. I love I love him logging into the computer and signing up for the internet. And the prompt yeah. says, "Have fun." And the prompt says, "Have fun," and he's like, "Yeah, I'll have fun." Yeah, I like whenever okay. he just reads it like, "Welcome to the internet." 
like like I love that he has a PS2 controller next to his computer. Yeah, yes. just like hanging up. Yeah, the computer lab, and then like the and then and then he invites a girl over and he's taking everything down. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> got like good. all the the Coke cans like sitting up behind yep. his computer. But, yeah, behind the computer, it's so good. Um, he yeah, the, the that signing up for the internet part's so fun too because there's like an error message that comes up and he's like, Ugh, whatever, like skip it, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, he's and, like, okay, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> sure. It's fine. Cut to and guy in a chair in a dark he's, room. Like, scrolling through the terms, he's like, what is this crap? Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. to watch. <laughs> I really was worried that that was what was going to happen. Was going to be like in the terms it says that you give up your life. And <laughs> this movie's actually not that stupid. It's it's a lot more subtle than that. Yeah. But, um, the other like technology u- being used to kind of like convey an obvious theme is when they're in the computer lab and they're like, oh, we have this program that just makes balls like fly around each other, and if they touch, they explode. But if they're far apart, then they want to be closer together. And like I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, so it's people. Like it's people. Yeah. And then the girl is like. Don't look at it for too long. It reminds me of people. I'm like, come on, like just let me figure the movie out. Yeah. It's it's not it's not it's easy. Yeah. Uh, you'll get you'll get mesmerized by it if you look at it for too long because it's it's us. Oh, the hedgehog's dilemma. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah, yes. Tell me more. Anime. <sighs> Ugh, I just got chills. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Uh, you're welcome. Um, Eva now on Netflix. Yep. Wow. Uh, I am really. It it frustrates me too that there's a fucking American remake of this movie. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Why? There's no way. I'm interested in seeing what the fuck that is. I don't intend to watch that at all. Yeah. Well, because even the spirituality of like the belief in an afterlife and like the assumption, like yes, there is a life after death, and it's a different life. It's a different universe. Is a specific. It's a. It pulls from a lot of like Eastern philosophy, and yeah. like what do you like what it, the american remake just looks like fucking there's evil internet it is the movie we thought this movie was yeah like yeah. the the concept of like a, a yure rather than just like a western ghost is very different mm-hmm. and so like the i guess like in japan they have a much more like collectivist culture than we do in the west which is more like individually kind of thing individuality and so it's like i don't understand how this movie at all would culturally translate to a an english version because it's like the idea that you're around all these people but still isolated and also like the depictions of how the ghosts look and the like black stains on the wall and things like that it's like i don't think that really carries the same weight nope not even close. So how do you, no. how do you tell the same story? And no. aesthetically, it's so of its time too. Like it's so two thousand one. Like the fear oh my of gosh. like, yeah, the way everyone looks, the computer labs, the computers like the themselves, hair the clips internet. and everything. Like I saw right, <laughs> um, the fashion. Yeah, and the that is exactly a period of time where it's like, yeah, we've had the internet for a while, but like the average person isn't using it that often, and if they are, it's like for research and this is like an early era of like oh there's communities on the internet and that's kind of where it places itself so like you know oh, doing it five yeah. years later oh, you're so like wait what oh six is like we're already we're already kind of past that we have forums yeah, like, now youtube's right around the corner right like, i also love how the streamable version of this movie is not like a you know here's an 4k remaster of this film no. it's like yeah. nah nah so we ripped it off of a dvd yeah. enjoy <laughs> the, cr- like, the crustiest subtitles great. i've and ever yeah, seen the hard-coded subtitles i was like I- which which i love it looks fucking amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. i love it's, that this is never change it. it yeah it's the correct way to watch this movie it confused me because, so much because like i went and, to make know. sure that it was like japanese audio like english subtitles and it said there was no audio option and then it said subtitles off and i was like please don't be a dub and so then the movie starts <laughs> and it's just like japanese audio but with hard-coded subtitles that are like super fuzzy and look like you're watching it on one of those tube tvs like it's so fucking good yeah I think one of the best Never. examples of it being very 2001 is when Kawashima's talking to Haraway and he's like, so I saw a ghost on my computer and she's like, all right, so do me a favor, click on the website, click bookmark. And she's and like, if like I, what? He's like, hold on, let me write this down. <laughs> yeah. He does, he does write it down. And she's like, all right, all right, all right, if that doesn't work, just press the button that says print screen. 
And, and then that... whenever he's like going to do it, he's like looking for it for like ten straight seconds. Yeah, print. Like, where's the print screen button? That stuff's amazing. <laughs> that stuff is like unintentionally funny in a way that I love. Ugh. Yeah. Because it, it's like it's really nice to have stuff like that in a movie that also features several scenes of people committing suicide in different ways. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, I also found yeah. it like incredibly shocking that there wasn't like the the like change in scene that like the moment of impact you know what no I mean? they show it they always show like, it like every single one there is like like the woman jumping off of the thing which is a great yeah. i looked up how they did that by the way fun fact um they had a person bungee jump and they cgi'd out the cord and then also made a cgi woman falling like in kind of composited shots okay so that was a person jumping off of a, of a thing i here's my gruesome take yeah they shouldn't have added a sound effect there oh with her falling the scene. yeah yes yeah because you she hits the ground and there's like oh it's like generic <laughs> movie like yeah it's like no take that out what are you Just doing that. well okay also Just take that out it'd be more effective like when some okay trigger warning right here but I feel like when somebody... Oh, this, this, whole whole segment, this, whole seg- <laughs> this whole segment is getting one, I feel one, like so. when somebody shoots themselves in the head... Yeah, yeah, you should probably... cut that. that. Well, I mean, like, I don't think... that There's there's going to be parts of your head missing, okay? Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you do it that close. Yeah. Like... It, it is gruesome, yeah. But it's... But, it's the, the, I know what you're saying is, like, it doesn't look realistic. Like, nothing comes out. It's just, like, yeah. blood. Yeah, it's 2001. <laughs> like, it's hard. And that's another reason why movies, when people do stuff like that, they cut away. It's like, one, it's scarier to do that, and B, like, it's hard to show that correctly. Yeah, that's why I was so, like, every single death where somebody, you know, whatever, they they didn't do the cutaway. Like, they showed mm-hmm. her shooting herself in the head. They showed the girl falling off. And I was, I don't know. I was like, whoa, what? Even though, like, it was yeah. a little comical to me because of, like, like you said, Ryan, the sound effect and also the fact that she was just like perfectly intact. Yeah. Um, it was still like, it. I was taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a challenging film to watch. Lots of like visual stuff that's disturbing and unsettling, and you kind of have to go into it being okay with or being aware of that. Yeah. But I'm super glad we watched it. Like even separate from like what this movie has to say about the internet and stuff it's just a really tense strong film about loneliness and anxiety and and i think that works really well like the music even is great for that it carries the sort of quiet dread throughout a lot of the scenes when there is music and then when they take it out it feels like a huge deal like they would hard cut away from music sometimes which is good Um, like whenever the um there was the scene on the bus and then as soon as it's off the bus it's quiet Right, 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 right. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yep. And they just hard cut the music out. Um, And the way it uses, even quiet, like when they're on the train and you're just getting a still shot of like two people sitting on an empty train and it's there's no music, no sound effects. It feels lonely. It feels depressing. Like mm-hmm. this movie works. It does what it's trying to do. Until a, until a CGI plane yeah, crashes. Yeah, okay. Until it becomes a fucking bad disaster movie. True, true, true. Yeah. And then she meets her some rando on a boat. He's just like, hi, what's up? Like, We're I'm... going to Latin America. And you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess we are. Yeah, when I when I was there and it said the movie had like two minutes left, I'm like, wait, what? And then it just kind of ends. And I was like, okay, well, yep. I didn't want to see that. So thanks for ending the movie. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. Very glad we watched it. Yeah. Anything else? Anything we missed? Mm, not that I, I can think of. So, I'm trying to make sure my cat doesn't walk on my keyboard. <laughs> I got if your cat hits the stop button. If your cat hits the stop button, I'm gonna. No, cackle. I don't have that window up. It's fine. Okay, smart. Oh, I should do that. Huh. All right. Well, because I've accidentally well, done that before. Uh, so not I'm the cap like, of you. I hold up the, the wiki page and then I occasionally like hover over the audacity thing to see if it's Smart. still recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. And with that, that is going to wrap up Pulse. Next month, we're going <laughs> to watch a much lighter movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um, we are watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is on Netflix now. Um, so on top of it being a recent movie, is also a very good one that you should totally watch, and it's on Netflix. So, so yeah, I'm excited. So next time, I'm excited to watch that again. Same. Um, very good movie. All right, plugs time, Alan. Plugs. Hello, uh, my name's Alan Ibrahim. I co-host a couple of other podcasts, one of which is called Chats, a television podcast. That's C H A T Z. Over there, my friend John and I watch TV shows, two episodes of a cult classic TV show every week. Um, we are currently partway through season four of Babylon 5, which is an amazing show and has continued to surprise me every every week. Uh, so definitely check that out. We've been doing it for a while. We have a Patreon too, patreon.com slash chatspot if you're interested in helping us um, make more content for you. Um, I can also be found on a couple other shows, The Johto Quorum, which I host with uh, my friend Six. Um, we talk about Pokemon. We're trying to create a more condensed perfect pokemon list uh, over there every week and uh we're also doing oops more anime which is a short-term podcast that we're doing where we watch mobile suit gundam unicorn um which is a great show and we talk about it every week and then we build gunpla on mic which is a lot of fun uh, that one's only gonna go for like three more weeks so it'll be very soon it'll just be a nice little backlog for people to listen to um yeah that's the stuff i got going on all right what about you katie you can find me online at cedar grave on instagram i post some art i also post art on my twitter and just like you know whatever else right now it's a lot of grand blue especially like summer event related because it's ridiculous but that's where you can find me oh yeah i also have a demon art and i post art there too what do you know <laughs> and you can find me on twitter at blues rose 430 uh, we are hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. Um, you can visit us at firefightfriends.net. While you're there, click on the Abnormal Mapping logo. You'll get access to other shows, such as Abnormal Mapping, the video game podcast. Um, there is Repertory Screenings, which is a movie podcast. And if you subscribe to Abnormal Mapping on Patreon, you'll get Gundam uh, for a dollar a month. And then you can also back us on Patreon as well, patreon.com slash firesidefriends. Um, we are not doing any rewards. It's a very low-key sort of donation thing. But if you feel the need to donate, go ahead and give us a few dollars. Anything helps. Um, keeps us going. So, yeah. That's going to do it for us. I'm going to go play Mario Maker. Uh, see you later. Peace. It's Mario. Bye.